Hey everybody, this is Pastor Court Chavis. Thank you so much for checking us out today at Truth Chapel's podcast. If this word has blessed your spirit or encouraged you, take a moment and leave us a quick review. Also, check us out at truth-chapel.com or any of our social media outlets, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. God bless, and I pray you enjoy. scripture today in the book of Hebrews. I'm going to read more, but while you're standing, Hebrews 11, Hebrews chapter 11, and I'm going to read verse 6. This will be a very familiar scripture to you if you know the word of God at all, but I want to read this verse to you because I'm going to preach to you today a very simple word from the Lord. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. When you have it, just shout, I got it. Amen. The Bible says this, but without faith. Somebody say without faith. It is impossible to please him. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. Today, if you allow me for just a few moments, I want to preach to you on this subject. Believe. Believe. Can we put our Bibles down and lift our voices to heaven? God, we thank you so much for your word today. And we thank you for what we feel in this house from the very beginning to now, from Bible study to now, from the very worship song, first worship song to now. We thank you for what we feel. And we ask you now that your word would do its work. We pray that the gospel would go forth now and that you would touch every heart, every mind, every spirit in the room. And God, I pray today that you would let us not only be hearers of the word, but doers of the word also. And we'll be careful to give you praise and glory. And someone shout in Jesus' name. Amen. And you may be seated in his presence. Today, I just want to bring to you a, a word that is always on my heart. Um, I would say that the Lord laid this on my heart for today. But I'll be honest with you, this word is always on my heart because I want you to be a believer today. Uh, I want every one of us to be believers today. I want us to have faith because without faith, it is impossible to please the Lord. Without faith, it is impossible to know him. Without faith, it is impossible to connect with him. Without faith, you must first have faith. You must believe. Look at your neighbor and tell him, you must believe. And in my prayer today and in my prayer almost every Sunday, and honestly, this is not just a prayer that I pray here at Truth Chapel, but as I travel this country and I preach and teach in other places, I also pray this prayer every time I bring a word. And here's the prayer that I pray. And if you've been here long enough, you've picked up on uh, that I do a lot of things redundantly. I pray almost the same prayers every time. I'm a redundant person. I like I like to say what needs to be said, and I like to say it over and over and over again. I believe in redundancies. Amen. There's only one place in the Bible where Jesus taught us how to pray, and it was a simple prayer, and we need to pray it as much as we possibly can. Our Father, which art in heaven. Amen. How many enjoyed the lesson on Wednesday night from Brother Tommy Pinkerton? Amen. And how many enjoyed the lesson on last Wednesday night with Brother Brian Hewling? Anybody in the waiting room? Anybody been praying the Lord's Prayer? Amen. And, and been enjoying that on Wednesday night. I've been watching, but I haven't been here. I will be here this Wednesday night. You need to be in the house 730 for Bible study. It's the best service of the week. And somebody said amen. 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 One thing that you'll hear me pray over and over again is this. Lord, let us not only be hearers of the word, but be doers of the word. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. I want to talk to you is, is, is I believe, but how do I do that word? You see, there's things that I, that I believe in and things that I understand. And, but just because I, I believe those things doesn't make necessarily make me a doer of those things. Um, I believe that certain things have happened. I believe that certain things will happen. But... To be a believer of something is not necessarily to be a doer of something. 
I know there's a lot of people in here, you, you believe in sports. You like sports, but you don't necessarily do those sports. You just believe those things. You, you, you like them, you enjoy them, you're a fan of them, but you don't do those things. I, I enjoy watching football, but I don't do football. My hips and my knees and my lower back, I'm not doing football. I, I like it. I, I like to watch it. I enjoy the game. I don't do it. But, but, but just because that I, I, I can't do it doesn't mean that I can't believe in it. Now, when I believe in God, what does that, that, that is a mental thing. I, I believe in it mentally. I understand it mentally. But how do I do my belief system? We don't want to be just hearers of the word, but we want to be doers of the word. I don't want to just be a believer, but I want my life to exemplify my belief. Amen. We have all heard people say they believe something, but we've saw, we, we've watched them do something else. Amen. Anybody ever seen someone who said they believe something, but we, we, we didn't, we couldn't tell that you believed it because your actions didn't match your belief. You believed it in your mind, but you didn't do it. And so when we talk about believing in God, believing in God is more than just a mental game. I believe that there's a lot of people on this earth, probably more people on this earth than not, believe in God or believe in a God or believe in a higher power. It is a mental thing. They believe it. But not everybody follows the actions that act out their belief. What are you doing with your belief? What do I do with my belief? And just because I don't understand all of God doesn't mean that I cannot access who God is. Amen? I, um, if someone was to walk up on top of this building today and walk off the edge of this building, they're going to fall to the ground. It's going to happen. There's, gravity is a law that I believe in. But, but just because I can't explain gravity to you, the formula for gravity, doesn't mean gravity doesn't work on me. You know, I don't, I don't understand all of the formula of gravity. I just know it works on me. That when I fall, I fall, right? I don't, I don't understand it. I can't sit here and give you an exact uh, biological, chemical, uh, some kind of graph on gravity. I just know that what goes up must come down. And that's enough for me to not be jumping off stuff. That's all I need to know to, to be sure that if I take a step off this stage, I do it carefully. Amen? Because I, I don't understand all that gravity is, but I believe in it. Because I've seen it work. I don't understand all of God, but I believe in it because I've seen him work. I don't, I don't understand how God does miracles, but I believe in them because I've seen them work. I don't understand how God can make a way out of no way, but I believe that he can because I've seen him work. And I want to live my life according to my belief system. Here's what the religious world would tell us today is that believing is enough. Just the mental thought process of I believe that God is is enough for me that God is everything to me and I am everything to him and that I am saved. Here is the question. The, the greatest question of life is this, is are you saved? Now, there is a contingency here because as long as I'm still breathing air, I have the ability to be an idiot. And so I, I don't necessarily believe that I'm saved, but I believe that God is saving me for that great getting up morning. But in this very moment, could I stand on a stack of Bibles, look Jesus in the eye and say that I'm saved according to the word of God? I believe that I can. But as long as I keep breathing, there is the, the, the ability for me to step out of God's grace. The only thing that can separate me from God is me. Paul told us height, nor depth, nor, nor powers, nor anything can separate us. Anything just can't separate us from the love of God. But I can. 
I can make mistakes. I can mess up. I can get out of God's grace. I understand that because my works matter. But I still believe in God. And I want my belief to be lived out, not just spoken out and not just thought out, but how do I live out my belief? This is what the Bible is trying to tell us in the book of Acts. See, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are stories. These are gospels. These are stories that are telling us about Jesus so that we can believe in Jesus. All of these stories in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they are giving us a foundation of belief in Christ Jesus. This is who he was. This is where he was born. This is what he did. This is his life. This is Jesus. And th this is our attempt to get you to believe in him. Now, when he died and he rose again and he left, the book of Acts is now what we did when he left. This is how we acted when he left. These are the actions that we took when he left. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is an example and a story of when Jesus came and what he did on this earth. But the book of Acts is how the apostles acted when Jesus left. These are the actions of the apostles. This is the acts of the apostles. That's why we call the book Acts. This is what they did. This is how they lived it out. Here's, here's what I want us to understand today is that belief requires action. Belief requires action. We all know this. We live in a world. We live in a world. We live in a culture where if you believe something, we want to see you do something. If you believe in a thing, then it, it, but if you're not doing anything about it, we, we get this. I've had people tell me they believed in me, but their actions did not show me that they believed in me. Because in order for you to believe in something, you need to do something about that belief. I, I believe in my mind and my spirit and my heart, but I show my belief through what I do. How many of you have a wife or a husband in the room? Raise your hands. Now, don't look at them. Just keep looking at me. I'm not trying to get nobody in trouble in here. But every one of us know that our wives and our husband, sometimes these are the greatest examples of biblical truths. This is why God calls himself the groom and calls us the bride. Because the whole Bible is, is centered around this marriage between the, the, the father and the mother, the church, and the church is the bride, and, and God is the, is the groom. He's coming to take us away. He's preparing a place for us. And, and, and when we get together with him, there is matrimony. And so we, we, we see this played out a lot. And we all know how it feels for our significant other to say one thing, do another. And, and I get no amens. Everybody laughing right now is single. <laughs> yes. You say you love me, but I don't see it. You, you say you believe in me, but I don't see it. We all understand that belief is action. So why is it that when it comes to God, we don't believe that belief is action. If you believe, then you will do. Here's what the, the men said in Acts chapter 2 and verse 37. The Bible says they were pricked in their hearts. That means their understanding was opened. Put that on the screen for me if you don't mind. Acts chapter 2 and verse 37. I'll show you. The men, they were trying to understand what was happening. And the Bible says when they heard this, and what this is, is the message that Peter preached before this moment. When Peter told them about Jesus and him crucified, that what the prophet spoke about is who Jesus was. Now the Bible says when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart, meaning in their mind, in their mind. Now, now pricked in their heart, like we understand that the heart is just a muscle, right? It's not really, nothing really happens here. We know what happens here, right? 
When your understanding is open, they were pricked in their hearts. Their understanding was open. They got it. They believed, right? They said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Because my mind, what I believe in here is pushing me to act it out in my body. What must I do now? I see it. I hear it. I believe it. What do I do with my belief? What are the actions that I take? What's the next step for me? See, the religious world wants us to believe that we, when we get to this place, Acts chapter 2 and verse 37, and we feel it in our hearts, and we believe that Jesus came and died for our sins, and we believe that he gave himself as, a, as the ultimate sacrifice, and we believe it, then that's it, man. You're good to go. You believe it. Awesome. High five. That's great. You're in the fold. You're saved. That's what the world wants us to believe. There's a terminology in, in religion called easy believism. That the easier you make it, the, the, the more people will do it if it's easy. And this is easy. It's easy because I, I, I believe it and, and I'm done. I'm pricked in my heart. I understand it. Man, I'm great. And here's what they said. What shall we do? And if, 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 if biblically they had nothing to do, if there was nothing to do, if biblically at this point Peter would have said, man, that's it. You, you know, you did it. You believe. That's awesome. There's nothing to do. You don't have to do anything. We're not saved by our works. You don't got to do anything. You don't have to do anything, man. You just, I, all, all I wanted you to do is realize that Jesus came and died for your sins. And now that you understand it and believe it, you're good. High five. Let's, let's rejoice with all these that have received Christ today. That's not what it said in the Bible. This is not me. It's not my religion. Don't leave here and say, that Pentecostal preacher. No, this ain't got nothing to do with me. This is in the Bible. You understand that, right? I'm not reading a Pentecostal book. This is not a Pentecostal book. This is not an apostolic book. This is not a denomination. A denomination didn't write this. I'm not reading to you from a manual of my training and teaching. This is the Bible. This is what the, this is what the Bible said. They said, what shall we do? We believe. What do we do now? Here's what Peter said to him. He said, repent. Is repenting believing? Oh, absolutely not. That's more than believing. Because repenting is now understanding that I'm wrong and I need God to make me right. And I need to apologize for all my wrong. That, that my wrong is so wrong that I need to say I'm sorry. That, that, that my wrong is so much wrong that I need to repent, which also means turn away from. It means about face. It's a military term. It's about face. I need to repent and be baptized. He said, every one of you, not, not some of y'all, not a couple of y'all, but everybody here who believes and wants to know what to do now, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is important. We cannot leave this scripture out because this is the birth of the church. We, we can't glaze over this. We cannot go back into John 3.16 and say that John 3.16 is a salvational scripture. That whosoever believeth on him shall not perish and have eternal life. That is a great scripture, and it is about salvation, and it is about eternal life, but it's not a salvational moment. It is an explanation that if you believe on him, you're going to do something, that God loved you so much that he gave his only son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. This is John 3, 16. This is not a salvational scripture. It is an explanational scripture. This is an overview. Acts 2.38 is the details. Okay, listen. John 3.16 is the cookie. Acts 2.38 is the ingredients to make that cookie. You eat the Oreo, that's John 3.16. You eat the Oreo, mm, that's delicious. 
I wonder how they made this. Turn it on the back and read all the details of what went into this. I'll prove it to you. Peter is not making this up in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. He's not just willy-nilly like, you know, from the hip, like, hey, guys, I think it's what we should do. Peter is repeating what he heard. Go to Mark chapter 16, beginning in verse 15. Mark chapter 16 and beginning in verse 15. And he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. You, those of you who are in a Bible study this morning at 10 o'clock Bible study, every creature. We don't fish with a rod and reel. We throw a net. Everybody. This ain't a white church, ain't a black church, ain't a rich church, ain't a poor church. Everybody. We're not, we're not picking and choosing up in here. Everybody. If it ain't got everybody, it ain't gospel. If it's fit for you and your kind, it ain't gospel. That's something else. Because the gospel is for every creature. Every creature. He said, go and preach the gospel to every creature. Here's what Jesus said. Now, if you open your Bible, and if you have like any kind of King James Version or any kind of red letter edition, you will see that this is not Mark. This is Jesus. Jesus is saying this. This is out of his own mouth. This is repeated by Mark the writer who was a disciple. He wasn't a standby. Luke wasn't a disciple. Luke is a journalist. Mark is a disciple. He was there. He heard him say this. This is not secondhand. This is firsthand information. Mark is telling us what Jesus said. Jesus said that Jesus said to go to all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. Watch verse 16 of, of Mark 16. Mark 16, 16. He that believeth. He that believeth shall be saved. Know what he said? Believing happens in your mind. Believing happens in your heart. Believing happens in your education. It happens in your learning. I believe it. He said, he that believeth what? And is baptized. That, that, that my believing will lead me to baptism. That if I believe, then my next step is baptism. That's what believing is. That, that after I get the education and I know it psychologically and I believe it mentally that physically I need to go down in the water. So what Peter is now repeating at Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, he's not making this up. This ain't out of his own book. He's repeating what Jesus said. He said, they said, what must we do? And he's just going back. He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for, for the remission of your sin. This is what he's, he's repeating because he knows what Jesus said, that if they believe, if they get it in their heart, now they need to get it in their body. They need to do it. Somebody shout believe. believe. We need to believe, but we also need to walk out the belief. He said, they that believe and is baptized shall be saved. But, but that's not where he stopped in verse 16 of chapter 16. Not where he stopped. He also closed the door. Look at your neighbor and tell him, say, Jesus closed the door just like in the days of Noah when Noah got on the ship and people were outside the Bible says the hand of God closed the door and, and Noah couldn't open it this is what happens in Mark 16 verse 16 when Jesus closes the door here's what he says he says if you believe and you're baptized you shall be saved but he that believeth not shall be damned now, the word damned is really not a word that we use in our vernacular today. We use the first part of that word way too much. Right? Right, to put a lot of stuff before it or behind it. But the word damned, let me just say this to you. It ain't good. Jesus is saying that you have no hope. That's what damned means. Jesus said, if you believe and you're baptized, you shall be saved. Thank you, Jesus, for that amazing moment of grace and mercy in the open door. But in the same sentence, Jesus also closes that door. He slams it shut when he says, if you don't believe, 
you have no hope. And that's tough. We, we struggle with that today. Listen, I'll be transparent with you. As a preacher of the gospel who loves souls and loves people, I struggle with that. That God of all glory, so graceful and peaceful and loving, would close the door on people. But he says, you cannot please, remember Hebrews, you cannot please him without faith. And if you come to him, you must believe that he is. And he said, if you believe that I am, here's what you'll do. You'll get baptized. And you shall be saved. And then he doesn't stop there in verse 16, but it goes on to 17. And he says, I want you to understand what believers look like after they've believed after they've been baptized, this is how you know that they are them because these signs shall follow them. That believe. Here's how you know them. Hey, look, Hansel and Gretel, here's the breadcrumbs. This is how you know where you're going. This is, he said, in my name, they'll cast out devils. If you believe, listen, I want to just say this because me and you, the church here, I just want to speak to the saints for a moment, all the people at Truth Chapel. Let me help you here. Because we, we, we all want to focus on the next part of this, but I want to remind you of really what you got inside you. We keep letting the devil mess all over us. We keep letting the devil mess with our family, our finances, our children, our home. But, but if, we, if we believe the second part of, the, of, of verse 17, then we got to believe the first part of it too, that I have the power in me because I believed and I've been baptized. So that means according to what Jesus said, I also have the authority to stand up in my house and say, I cast out every devil and demon and spirit. And I have that in me. I got that in me because I believe and I've been baptized and I can cast out devils. If you got a devil in here today, come by me. Come see me. I'm not afraid of him. I'm not going to go look for no devil because I'm not Buffy the vampire slayer. I'm not going to go look for one. But if you bring me one, I'm going to do what Jesus did and say, get out from. What is your name? Be cast out. And that's not being arrogant. That's not being arrogant. That's utilizing my membership rights. I'm utilizing my rights. This is what Jesus said I could do. I could do this. That if I believed and was baptized, I cast out devils in his name. See, I got to use his name though. I can't be using my name. Them seven sons of Sceva came and said, we, we do this. And he said, look, Paul, Jesus I know, Paul I know, I ain't never heard of y'all rascals. I got to use Jesus' name to cast out those devils. And he said in verse 17 as well, in my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Listen, I know it's Mark 16, but, but even in Mark 16, this isn't new. He told us in the book of Isaiah, he said, in the last days, I will pour my spirit out upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Look that word up. He said, I'm going to pour out my spirit on the handmaidens and with new tongues and with other tongues, they shall speak. This isn't new. We see this in the Old Testament and now we're seeing it in the New Testament. Listen, if you want to see people speaking in tongues in the Old Testament, just go all the way back to the book of Numbers chapter 11. When God poured out the spirit of Moses upon the 70 elders, the Bible said they all began to prophesy and speak in new tongues. And, and Eldad and Medad were outside the camp and they were prophesying in the camp. And Joshua and Caleb said, we ought to make them stop. And, and, and Moses said, no, 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 don't make them stop. Don't make them stop. He said, because the Lord would that all of his people would prophesy. Moses knew thousands of years from now. Moses was a prophet and he said, I know that one day God's going to pour his spirit out and everybody who wants it can get it. And just like you're getting my spirit, there's a new spirit coming. I just want to encourage the apostolic Pentecostal church. We are not crazy. We have not lost our mind. We're biblical. We are biblical. We speak in tongues because it's biblical. When I got the Holy Ghost, I spoke in tongues. Couldn't stop speaking in tongues. 
And you know what? Over the last few weeks, I've been so stressed that the only thing that brought me hope was speaking in tongues. Because I didn't know what to pray. I was so messed up, fed up, and stressed out that I go get in my truck alone and just speak in tongues. Because God did not give me the ability to speak in a new language just for a moment. But the Bible says in Romans 8 that he gave the spirit so that it can make intercession for the saints. I'm a believer and I'm going to tell you what I do as a believer. I speak in new tongues. I cast out devils. He didn't stop there. He said in verse 18, they shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Now listen, there's two things in verse 18 that's not common to us today. There's two things in verse 18 that are not common to us. One thing that's not common to us is most of us don't work in a field all the time and it's very common for us to pick up deadly snakes. But the people that Jesus was speaking to they lived in an agricultural world where they were outside a lot picking up stuff and there would be snakes in it from time to time. If you follow the story of Paul, Paul did this. As he gathered sticks one day to make a fire, a serpent came out and bit him. And the people that saw him get bit said, oh, he's a dead man walking. We know what that is. That is a poisonous viper and that man is dead. But the Bible said because Paul had been baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost, he just shook the snake off in the fire. And kept on building it. And the Bible says that the people of that island just kept watching them. Y'all know what happened to Craig when he got bit. <laughs> they watching Paul. And Paul just. <laughs> they watching me for? Everything okay? He turns around. He got a whole audience. The whole tribe's like. Can I help y'all? How you feel? I feel fine. You don't feel funny? I feel good. What's wrong? Well, you got, you got bit by that snake. Oh, <laughs> they can't bother me. Why is it that all of our people die when they get bit but you alive? Oh, you know why? Because I believe in Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was baptized in his name and filled with the Holy Ghost. And you know what they said? The whole tribe said, we want what you got. <laughs> Listen, Jesus didn't mean bring snakes in the church and carry them around to see who has the most faith. That's foolishness. But what he meant was, if you're out and about and you accidentally get bit, it's okay, baby. Shake it off in the fire. Because God... This is... This is I'm just accessing. See, and we, we have a thing now called poison control. Everything in your house is poison from the store comes with a label on it. Big old skull and crossbones because we are living in a more technolo technologically advanced system and we know what's poison and what's not. But these people lived in a time where they didn't have labels like that. There wasn't a government entity that made sure that everything that was poison had a special label and sometimes you would thought something was vinegar and turns out it was turpentine and the whole family dead. But Jesus said, listen, if you drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm you. Those are two things that we don't really deal with today in today's society. But this last part, we're dealing with right now. Because he said, if you believe and you're baptized, you can cast out devils, you're going to speak in tongues, and if there's someone sick in your vicinity, you can lay hands on them and they shall recover. Listen, today I'm preaching to people that believe and have not yet received the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Ghost and you have not yet been baptized. You need to be baptized. But I'm also preaching to the people that have believed and have been baptized and got the Holy Ghost. You are not accessing all of the membership abilities that you have. Listen, the Bible says they can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. If you sick, Why? Because the Bible said, I can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And I'm sick, I'm just going to lay hands on myself. Why? Because of what the Bible said. Not because I'm super spiritual. Not because I'm some prophet. No, no, no. It's because I'm biblical. 
I'm biblical. I'm not trying to be super spiritual here today. I'm just trying to be biblical today. The Bible said you can do this. Listen, you know, you know, because we live in an age and time where we understand memberships and we understand being a member of a club or being a member of something. When you don't get all your membership stuff, you're going to pick up the phone to call that 188 number. Uh, hello, yes, is this Netflix? This is the, no, 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 is this the Netflix guy? Because what you said is, as a part of my membership, I can have this, this, and this. And I can't get that. I can't access that. So am I just paying for nothing? And some poor person on the other side of their phone getting all your drama because you can't watch your favorite show. No, 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 no. Listen, let me tell you what, let me tell you what I'm paying for. You don't know me. I'll come down there right now. You know, where, where is Netflix at? Where y'all located at? Give me... Because I paid for this and I'm not getting all that. And, and I want access to everything that the contract said I could have access to. And so what is your name? Can I get your name? What's the manager's name? No, I want to talk to somebody more important than you. Y'all know how you do. There's a couple Karens in here. Y'all know how you do. Be telling them all, tell them everything because I'm not getting everything. But when it comes to God, there's so much that you're not accessing and you don't ever care. But you know what, God? I told the Lord, Lord, if you said I could do it, then I want to do it. I don't want to just talk about it. If you said I can cast out devils, then I'm going to go test it out. If you said I can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, by God, if you're sick in here, won't you come up here right now and let me test it out on you? By God. I speak in tongues and you know why I speak in tongues because it gives me access to the throne room that I don't have access with anywhere else I want all of my membership advantages I want all of my membership advantages I'm a premium member I'm a premium member. I didn't stop at believing. Some folks stopped at believing, but I'm a premium member. I said, I want all of it. Well, all you got, I want the full package. I want to believe. I want to be baptized. I want to speak in tongues. I want to cast out devils. I want to lay hands on the sick. I want to have authority in my home. I want the full package. What you got? I want it all. I want to be able. I didn't just stop at believing and say, I'm going to be a tier one member. No, no, no. I'm going to be a tier four member. I want everything you got. If I can have it, I want it. Hallelujah. 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 Listen, listen, this membership is free. (laughs) There's no monthly charge. There's no annual premium. You ain't got to be a certain color. You ain't got to have a certain job. You don't have to have a certain education level. You don't got to look a certain way. You ain't got to talk a certain way. If you want to be a member of this club, all you got to do is put your name in and say, Lord, I'm going down in the name. I believe. And so I'm going to add my name to the Lamb's Book of Life. I'm going to be baptized in your name. I'm going to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost by the heaviness of speaking in a new tongue. All you got to do is sign up say Lord here I am it it doesn't matter what you did last month it doesn't matter what you did last year it don't matter what you did last night if you want it it's yours it's yours the Bible said Jesus said whomsoever will whosoever will whosoever will if you got breath in your lungs then you are available for access you don't have to wait Remain standing, I'm I'm, I'm finished. You don't have to wait. Listen, let me help you. Let me help you. There is no backlog on the Holy Ghost right now. (laughs) God has not went up on the premium in 2,000 years. (laughs) it, it, It costs the same. Here's what it costs you. 
It cost all your sin, all your shame, all your guilt, all your trouble. That's what it cost you. He said if you lay it down and you lay down that, 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 that cloak of, of heaviness, he said, I'll give you a garment of praise. He said, here, here, here's the exchange I give you. You give me all your bad, and I'll give you all my good. You, you give me all your pain, and I'll give you all my power. Where are you going to find that kind of deal in 2021? There's no delay on the shipment of Holy Ghost. Listen, we, we got stuff in this building. Listen, this is, this is not a lie. This is not an exaggeration. There's stuff that's supposed to be here that we ordered in January. It ain't here. You know why? Because there's a delay. Wood is expensive. There was a boat stuck in the ocean. That's a true story. A boat got stuck in the ocean. Everything's delayed. There was an ice storm in Texas. And apparently Texas don't know what to do with ice. They sound a lot like Atlanta. We, we, ice, we done. People just get out of the car and just leave it in the road. Just, I'm going home. I, I don't know what to do with ice. Shut the whole country. Everything's on delay. There's no delay on the Holy Ghost. There's no shipment problems. There's no time constraints. If you want it, you can have it today, baby. Listen, he's always done free same-day shipping. <laughs> you don't have to be special. You don't have to know everything. Look, you don't have to know everything. You don't have to know everything. Some of y'all sitting here saying, I don't even understand any of this, but I feel God. <laughs> Ain't it so good? You don't have to be a scholar. You don't have to be a theologian. You don't have to know everything. He didn't ask us to know. He did not ask us to know. He didn't ask us to know all the details, have it all planned out. He didn't say, listen, when you get every I dotted and you get every T crossed and you really start living good, come see about me. He didn't ask us to know. He said, believe. And there's things that I believe in that I don't know a lot about. But I believe it. I believe it. I don't really know, but I believe it. I put my mail in that mailbox every week, lift that little red flag up. It's a plastic box, no lock, no key, and that little red flag is flimsy. Put it up and just walk away from it. Checks in the mail, all kind of important information, social security number in there, identity thieves on the loose, and I'm putting my mail in a plastic box sitting by the road full access for any kind of thief or fool that wants to come take it I just put it in there and guess what I put it in a piece of paper and here's here's how I here's my security no 10 digit code no crypto just lick it spit on a little bit put it in there and, and just walk away from it all happy. It's like, you know why? I don't know what they do with that thing. I know it gets, I believe. I believe. Ain't nobody going to mess with it because it's a federal crime. I believe that. I believe they're going to come pick it up. They're going to take it to wherever they take it. They're going to sort it. They're going to flip it, flop it. Somehow, it's going to get to Wells Fargo. Somehow, I don't know all the details of it, but every time I put my mail in there and walk away, what I'm telling the postal service is, I believe in you. I believe in your people. I believe that you're going to pick this up, rain, snow, sleet, shine. I believe in you. I believe in you, post office girl, because we have a woman that comes take our mail. It's not, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. It's, wait a minute, Mr. Postwoman at 2245 Troy Smith Road. I just believe, I just walk away, all my trust, all my hope, all my face in that post lady. I know she's going to get it. 
I just go about my business, go do my stuff, live my life. I got important information sitting in a piece of paper with my saliva on it in a plastic box, sitting by the road, easy access. And I just go get in my truck, leave, drive away, have a great day, never think about it again. And what I'm saying is I believe. When I put it in there, I believe. And listen, when I put my trust in God and I say, Lord, I don't know how all this works, but I'm raising the flag. I, I really don't know. I'm Honestly, I don't know all the ins and outs. I don't know how you came. You wrapped yourself in flesh. You was born of a virgin. You lived for 33 years. You let them kill you. That's what you said in John, that you let them, that you, you let them kill you. That you didn't, they didn't do it. You did it. It's kind of weird that you let them kill you, that every lash was by permission and every thorn pushed into your head was by permission and you, every slap was by permission that you let them kill you, okay? And you, you, you only died for three days and then you got up of your own cognition and then you walked the earth for a few weeks and it seems like you were like walking through walls and stuff and then you transfigured and I'm just, I'm lost. I just don't know how you did all that. But I believe you did it for me. <laughs> I believe that I was on your mind. <laughs> I don't know how you did all that. And I don't know why you did all that. But I know that somehow when you were hanging on that cross, you were thinking of me standing in this church on a beautiful summer Sunday with my hands raised saying, Lord, I don't know everything, but I believe you. I believe that you love me. I believe that you died for me. I believe that you care for me. I believe that you gave your life so that I could live again. I believe that you came and died so that I could have eternal life. And because I believe, I raised the flag. Because I believe, I go down in the water again. Because I believe, I say, Lord, fill me with your spirit. Because I believe, I don't understand it all, but I believe it. My closing thought today. It's at the very end of Hebrews 11 and 6. Without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And then he says this. This is one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. If you've been around me for a long time, you know I love to refer to this concept. Because here's what, here's what he says. You must first believe that he is. And you got to believe this too. If you're going to believe that he is, you got to believe this as well. That he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now, that may not be so special to you. But I grew up in the 80s and in the 80s and 90s we played a game y'all never heard of it before but listen it's called hide and seek oh man y'all should play this game it's so you don't need a board game you don't need a board you don't, you, don't have to, you, you don't have to go buy it it's free all you need is like a couple people and one person counts they hide their face and they count one two Here's what I used to do. Skip a few. 50. Ready or not, here I come. See, some of y'all old enough to remember hide and go seek. You should love that game. Played every, every Sunday night at the church. All the church kids be running out in all kind of dangerous places, honestly. Just running out by the road, in the bushes. Parents didn't care back then. That's just facts. We play hide and go seek. And here's the deal. The only way you won the game of hide and go seek is if you found somebody and you caught them. The only way that you could go from a counter to a hide is if you caught somebody. That's, that, that was your reward is that you would go from the counter to the hider if you caught them. And so the way you win hide and go seek is if you catch somebody. And here's what makes this verse so special to me. Is that what the Lord is telling us is that he doesn't expect us to catch him. He didn't say, I am a rewarder of them that catch me. He did not say, I reward people that figure me out. 
He didn't say, I'll reward people that, that grab onto me. What he said was, if you'll just look for me, I'll give you the reward. He said, all I want you to do is seek. I'll give you the reward of salvation if you'll just look for me. You don't have to find me. I'll find you. Because <laughs> the only way for him to reward me <clears throat> is to find me. And so here's my job. It's not to know. My job is to believe. My job is not to find. My job is to seek. And if you're here today and you have questions, and you're here today and you say, listen, I feel, I feel, I feel this, Pastor. I feel what you're putting down. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I feel it. But I just don't know all of the answers. Listen, you're a perfect candidate for full-fledged membership. Say, wait a minute, I don't know. Uh -uh. Don't tell me you need to know everything. Because you sat down in that car dealership just a few weeks ago, and you signed a bunch of paperwork, and if you could sit there and tell me you read every line, don't tell me in this room. You might get struck. You didn't read every line. They, they put that, here you can say, this right here, this is what this, this means. And you just, you didn't read none of it. You just, uh, 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 uh. so don't tell me you got to know everything. That's a lie. I, he's not asking me to know. He's asking me to believe. He's not asking me to catch him and hold on to him. What he's asking me is just seek me. Because if, if you leave your spot and start looking for me, he said, I'll draw nigh to you. If you draw nigh to me, I'll draw nigh to you. If you come seeking me, I'm going to come seeking you. And all it takes is for somebody today to maybe come to an altar and say, Lord, fill me with your presence. I don't understand it all, but I want to be filled. Every head bowed, every eye closed. God, I thank you for your I pray this word was an encouragement to you today. Thank you again for tuning in to Truth Chapel's podcast. If you have not yet, please take a moment and leave us a quick review. God bless. And have a great rest of your day.